What's going on? It's Brian Socha. I got very nervous before I started. I thought my mic was unplugged. Rob got me nervous. It's not. That's just a we'll wrap that up there. Got him. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> we're back again. Rob was not here last week. Rob, uh, I apparently chipped your tooth. I want to get this from you. you, you yeah. Let me get this right. You chipped your tooth. That sucks. But you did it chewing gum? Chewing gum, bro. How do you do that? What are you, 90? I know. <laughs> One would think, man. Piece of tooth came out. You know, I had to go to uh, emergency uh, dental service. Thousand plus bucks later. Uh, yeah, we're good. BK, we're back. GKFC healthcare plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I love it. So look at that smile. The pearly whites, they all look all fixed up. I thought you were going to come here with chiclets in your teeth or something this week, but you're here. You're rocking. You look great. We're glad to have you back. It, DC sat in, did a wonderful job. I have to say, though, we might have had the biggest publicity we've ever had on our show, and you weren't here for it. Mm, what I mean, happened? I missed it. SI doc. You didn't listen? No. Oh, <laughs> jerk. He's on vacation getting his teeth drilled. He couldn't be zzzz. No, uh, SI.com reported it. It was pretty cool to see us on there. Uh, Dave was on, and we talked about the rumors about Nate Diaz uh, uh, coming here. Uh, I read the comments, man. Uh, and what a good fight it might be with Mike Perry we were talking about, but it got picked up on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it ended up getting huge that day. It was one of the biggest things in combat sports that was talked about. So thank you to SI.com mm-hmm. uh, for putting that up there from our little show. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, pretty cool. man. Uh, so a lot of good stuff going on today. Tons of good stuff. We have Ben Rothwell. Big Ben, not the Big Ben the fan. Big Ben, Ben Rothwell. He'll be on. He's had his big fight, Bobo O'Bannon. We're going to talk to him. Excited for that. I mean, there's stuff to uncover with Big Ben. There's stuff to learn about Big Ben that we might not know yet. He's a, a fun interview. We've spoken off the air a couple of times. I like the guy. I like the thing about Big Ben that he's here to fight. Mm. He's not only here to fight, I should say more than that. He's not just here to fight. Sorry, I should also say that I'm powered today by Sudafed, coffee, energy drink, and I still don't feel awake. We going live. <laughs> Bro, this is, this, I, got, I got a leave in me. I yeah. got allergy medication. I got nasal spray. I'm all doped up. Where'd you get bit by a squirrel? I had some kind of a ragweed or something's like four times its height yeah. in this area. Anyway, mm. so I, you're gonna have to help me through this because I'm. I feel got like there's you, like man. two of you. I'm so like wacky right now. Uh, <laughs> well, the longer we talk, there will be like four or five. <laughs> I love it. So Ben will be on. Uh, we'll talk to Ben. A lot of stuff to talk to with him. And then 12:30, Quentin, the hero. Henry will be coming on, who's facing Lorenzo Hunt for the Cruiserweight title. Coming up October 1st, Louisiana, Monroe, his hometown. That'll be interesting. A lot of stuff to talk to with that. You know, Lorenzo usually chirps a lot. I don't think Lorenzo's been chirping as much this time. Because uh, he's scared. I know. I know. <laughs> he's well, scared. Is, I know you're a Quentin guy. I mean, we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you can... Not to ride his coattails or anything, but I called it. When you guys see... When you... <clears throat> All right, go ahead. No, no, okay. We, we'll, we'll save that for I'll the keep, interview. Yeah, I'll keep the hype low. Let's let's relax, and then we'll hype it up later, because I, I, I got off talking about my allergy medication, mm-hmm. but Big Ben, what I like about him, and I'll tell him this in the interview, is that he's a fighter that has done a lot in his career, okay? Comes to BKFC, and every time I've seen him, he's wearing the gear, he's proud to be here. Not that other fighters aren't, it's just that you can tell the pride of coming to Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships. To me, I feel like it reminds him of UFC's early days mm-hmm. as a fan when he was watching, even when he broke in. And we've said that too before. It's, it's very, it's similar how our trajectory continues to grow almost the same way they did, getting legalized in new states, getting more accepted by mainstream. And that's happening slowly for us too. So it's exciting to have Ben here. 12.15 for Ben and 12.30 for Quentin Henry, the hero. Uh, before we get to that, a lot of other stuff to talk about today. I mean, we, we'll talk about BKFC 30 Monroe. 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 Sorry. Monroe. Monroe. I talk like a local. Uh, BKFC 31 debut in Denver. We're going to talk about that uh, and, and so much other stuff. But let's let's examine before we get in with Ben Rothwell here in a couple minutes. 
about BKFC 30. You see the big logo up there. Main event, we just said Monroe, Hunt, Henry. Henry's coming on later. We're going to get his two cents. Hunt hasn't been chirping as much. That's an interesting fight because, you know, seven and one, that's what we're looking at with Hunt's record. But then you have five and one with Quentin Henry. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, it's going to be a fight. I mean, I don't think that Lorenzo's going to walk over Quentin. I don't think Quentin's going to walk over Lorenzo. He's going to get smoked. Who's going to get smoked? Uh, he's going to get smoked, man. If you paid attention to Henry's career, Lorenzo, yeah, he's good. He, he He's good. But I think that he needs that pressure to get into the fighters' heads for him to make a difference, and I don't see it. I don't see it for this fight whatsoever. Why, but is that part of the reasoning in your estimation? We're seeing that he, we're not seeing that. I mean, you're seeing a little bit of chirping from Lorenzo. We saw it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing as much now. Uh, I know they, they just went through a big storm. He's training in Puerto Rico, so maybe that's part of the reason why. But I don't think he has been as chirpy this time, for lack of a better term. He's not talking as much. Well, may, well maybe for the first time in his career, he's did his homework. So he did his homework on his opponent to see. Quentin Henry, the, the past couple of Quentin Henrys, if you will, is a totally different fighter than we've seen in his first two to three fights. Mm -hmm. He's extremely calculated now. His jab is Oof. just a rough it's jab. amazing. Yeah. Um, when he gets fired up, he really, you know, he gets into a uh, calculated, you know, storm. Then he circles out and he's very, very uh, uh, precise now in his striking versus just coming in, in in the earlier days and, you know, throwing caution to the wind. We saw that a lot in early bare knuckle. Mm -hmm. You're seeing that it's still there but you're seeing people start to adapt. As we've talked about for a couple of years now, we're seeing different styles start to progress. And that's kind of mm -hmm. exciting. Much like we did in the UFC, we saw different styles come in and we saw people adapt their game plans. They learned more of the sport. And I do believe, uh, I do believe Quentin's done that. I see if Lorenzo is going to be ready for it. Lorenzo yeah. will probably tell you would, but yeah. Yeah. No, out. listen, Lorenzo Hunt has some extremely, extremely great wins underneath of his belt. He's a, he's a great fighter. Um, I, again, like you, I've not heard anything, so maybe he is questioning, you know, his level at, at this point versus this fight. I'll bet you money after he just heard that quote from you, Rob, <laughs> he's questioning his level. He's probably recorded three videos since we started the show and they're probably going to go out here. Here it comes, you can see, uh, Quentin Henry doing the walk. He's, he was a very popular fighter. I'm glad they put that up there quickly because you can see, I thought they're going to show the crowd. Mm -hmm. People really love him. And he seems to think Lorenzo is a bit of a bully. We'll get into that more later too. Let's look at some other stuff on the card that's interesting. Uh, Juan Torres, this is lower on the card, okay. facing the shark. He's very popular, Zach Kalmus. Mm -hmm. Zach Kalmus is very popular because you never know what he's going to do. He's intense. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> you got BKFC tattooed in his knuckles. That guy, man. That guy's legit. You, you, don't, you, don't, you cannot find people like this. Uh, it's something you see out of Hollywood that this is the type of person that loves to fight. You know, thanking you know thanking BKFC for the opportunity, best time of his life. Oh, he's one of the most respectful yeah. fighters. Every time he comes in, he like he likes. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. But then you see him go out there; he's crazy. He's like a pro wrestler, but he's the real thing. You know, he's the real fighter. Yep. So I'm excited to see him fight. Also, uh, fight has some implications. If you go to the app BKFC.com, grab the app uh, Juan Torres. He wants this fight. He has to win this fight. And he says, after I win the fight, I'm going to be challenging for the title at some point. That's what I'm here for. I want the title, the heavyweight title of the world. We'll see if that can happen. But he said, even before that, what he wants, he wants to prove a point in this fight because he said he wants Greg Hardy. He's calling out Greg Hardy. Really? Yeah. He said, that's a fight that he wants and he thinks he can win. And, and it's all there. BKFC out. He's got to get through Kalamas first. That's and Kalamas well, has been busting his ass, dude. I he know. has dropped a ton of weight. He looks great, man. That's going to be exciting fight. That'll be a great. I'm excited for that one. Also, I want to spotlight BKFC vets on the card. I mean, these mm -hmm. guys have been around for a while. Harris Stevenson 
and Caleb, the Lionheart Harris. Rematch, man. Yeah, man. And this is, um, if you don't know, Caleb, KO, the year holder. Mm -hmm. uh, what, two years ago, was it, I believe? That might be the KO of the century, yeah. man. That was, was sick. That was, that was scary. Sick. So, scary. I mean, I was looking at the records, uh, according to BKFC.com, Harris Stevenson, four and two, all right? And then Caleb was four and four. Look at all the fights these guys had. And sometimes when you're watching and, and you're not seeing, um, I don't want to say they're not top guys, but you're not seeing guys like Lorenzo constantly in the main event, constantly mm -hmm. on the scene. You don't realize how many times some of these guys fight. I mean, that's BKFC vets colliding there. Yeah, so it is. If, if you're new to the product, don't look, first of all, we always say don't overlook any fight. They're all great. Prelims on. They're all potential to be amazing, every one of them. But to see two BKFC vets and see how they've adapted in Harris Stevenson and Caleb Harris, it's going to be interesting to see two of these guys with all the experience they've had in bare knuckle, and now they're fighting each other. Like yeah, we've 14 total fights combined. It's a I mean, lot, that's, man. Yeah, it's a lot of experience. For a young company, for a sport. too. Yeah. Dude, we're, yeah, we're only at BKFC 30 coming up, right? So, I mean, that tells you a lot right there. So that's why I want to spotlight that fight, because warriors like that need to have some spotlight on them, and you should watch mm -hmm. out. That's a, that's a, a social watch out for this fight card. Or Did, fight. It, does anybody know about Lionheart's hair? What do you mean, the braids? Yeah, can you, can you chime in, Evan, a little bit? Like when he cut his hair, he changed. Like Samson, right? The Bible. <laughs> exactly. The Viking man. He's got to grow it out, dude. That's where the energy oh, I is. That's what he had the, uh, the like the, the braid, like the, yeah. the cornrows almost. Yeah, dude, like he was that. in. Yeah, it was, was he, like the, the early McGregor hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he was killing people. I well, like it. He's bring that hair back. I like that version of Caleb. That's what I mean. Do we know if he's uh, growing it back out or is uh, what's the style looking like? That, that, that would that would steer my bet. <laughs> like if he has longer hair, I'm going all. I'm I'm serious, man. I see what you're saying, I'm serious, man. Dude. I, hey, hey, I get it. I get it. You're looking for the old Caleb. That's the one you want. The the one that you'd seen. You know, with like you said, the the, the braids and everything like that. Look, I know Caleb took a little time off. I was actually mm -hmm. shocked to see him on this card. Um, I didn't think he'd be back yet. But what do I know? But I don't know why he took time off. I, I can't tell you a reason. But I can tell you this. When he fought in Jackson, Mississippi, which is right by... That might be his hometown, but it's right by his Last hometown. fight with uh, Brito, right? I believe so. Yeah. But what I took from that more than the fight was the amount of people, fans, that were there to see him. He is a god in that town. And he has, you know... All, and not only that... Rightfully so, man. He's Yeah, and he does the right thing. Everyone who saw me and I talked to about him had a positive story. And I started saying, wow, I'm going to see if I can find anybody talking negative about Caleb. So I went around <laughs> and I couldn't. That's nah. how good of a guy he is. He trains these kids. He works hard. He's a good dude. Uh, Harris Stevenson, am I talking out of turn here? Do I, I think he's a police officer. I think Another great dude. That's what yeah, I'm man, saying. Yeah, man, one of the toughest jobs in the world. Yeah. One of the most least respected too, you know, yeah, know unfortunately. That. But. Yeah, it's not the right way, but that's how it is. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm excited for that fight. As all the fights in the card, they're going to be great. BKFC.com, grab the app. Ben Rothwell coming on in a couple minutes. Big Ben, fresh off the UFC. Now he's here and a lot to get into with him. But when I look at Rothwell versus O'Bannon, Bobo O'Bannon, the Bible Belt brawler, mm -hmm. another great article uh, on the BKFC app. If you don't have it yet, you can get it at BKFC.com. Another good article about Bobo O'Bannon. So Bobo asked for this fight. He begged for the fight in the article, it says. And it's obviously a big moment in Bobo's career. Bobo is probably going to be seen by more eyes than he's ever been seen. Uh, that, to me, brings more pressure, but maybe he can compartmentalize. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, I know that Ben made some comments when I spoke with him uh, about a week ago about Bobo and how it was going to end. We'll get into that. I believe that Ben is with us ahead of his big fight, October 1st in Monroe, Louisiana, available on the BKFC app, bkfc.com. Some good seats, a very few still remaining. If you're in the area, you can go there. Big Ben Rothwell, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Let's go. Hey, there he is. Hey, Ben. 
How's it going, guys? Yo, put that hand down. How you doing? Put that hand down. It's intimidating. I saw the video. No, stop. No, get away, dude. That's like, I told you, every time I talk about you, it's like I shook your hand and there were catcher's mitts. And I can't believe somebody can get hit by them. Um, And I saw on the the wonderful piece they put out on our Instagram, Bare Knuckle FC, kind of showing you getting ready, going through some training. And when you held your fist up, I, I seriously backed away. You have a big fist. But... Competitor, you're going against Bobo Bannon. No joke. I'm, I'm sure you know that as well. And he asked for this fight. Uh, so, Ben, before we get into it, I mean, was this a f- smart fight for Bobo to ask for? Do you think? I don't think any fights against me is a smart fight, you know. But against me, guys like to roll the dice. And, you know, in, in the past, guys have gotten lucky a few times. But I don't feel he's going to get lucky that night. Um, I'm well prepared, and uh, I'm coming to throw my hands and uh, show him something he's never seen before. All right, there you go. You're talking about getting lucky. I'm talking about fighting. I'm not. I don't need to know what's happening in his personal life. I just want to know as far as uh, fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben picked up on it. <laughs> you gave me a boom, boom, boom. I think I have a sound effect with that too. Ben, again, it's great to have you on and. You know, you're talking about all different people challenge you. You've had so many fights in your combat sports career before coming to Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. And uh, now you're here. It's a different type of fighting. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I, I, I followed your career, but I don't know your exact record. Estimate how many fights in combat sports do you think you've had? You've had a good career. Yeah, it's, it's over 70 fights with amateur and pro MMA, kickboxing and boxing. I have over 70 fights. Wow, over seven fights. So again, a combat sports vet, but not a BKFC vet yet. I know you've probably had some street fights, and we can talk about that in a couple minutes too. But the, the thing I look at with you that I think is so interesting is you're coming in here, and you know, you'll know you say what you believe to be true, and we love that. But you had mentioned to me the other day when we were talking that this is like a proving ground for you. You have a lot of respect for the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship fan, and you know that the hardcore fans, the hardest of the hardcore, they look at it a little differently. We know what you've done in UFC. We know what you've done in your past, but when it comes to Bare Knuckle, that doesn't matter anymore. Um, and you said the fans kind of feel that way, so you're here just to prove yourself. Speak on that, please. You can just see it. I, I kind of just don't social media so much the last couple of years. I'm... I'm kind of getting more involved now than with you with Barrett and Uncle and uh, kind of getting I, I like interacting with the fans uh, that's a joy for me so I kind of keep an eye on that and I see on my posts with the posts that you guys have made you can see like the people that have followed me and they believe in me and they know what I can do they've watched me fight for a lot of years and you can see the Barrett and Uncle fans and Bobo's fans they, they don't know me they don't accept me they believe that you know, I have to prove myself, and that's fair, uh, especially the Bare Knuckle fans. This is, like, their thing, and I'm kind of like the intruder. But I'm one of – I'm very much here to stay, and I'm here to gain them as fans, and I know how to do it, and that's what I'm going to do on October 1st. So it is I, – I do put that on my – like, I need to come prove myself because I like that. And with Bobo kind of calling me out, I, I do take it personally. And, and that also makes me definitely fight harder, makes me fight differently. I can tell you that. Uh, I can tell you a couple incidents in the past where guys have called me out or believed they had me and it didn't go well for them. So that's, that's what I bring to the table on this one. And yeah, October 1st. Well, yeah, you, you seem to say like you're kind of going to teach them a lesson when they call you out. That's what I'm gathering from this. Like you shouldn't call me out, but you talk about all these bare knuckle fans kind of saying th- they haven't fully accepted you. 
but you do have some bare knuckle fighting in your blood, from my estimation. Again, we talked about this the other day, and I just want to bring it out on how much you've talked about this. So apparently your grandfather used to run bare knuckle fights at his bar. Can you tell us about that? that I think that's pretty cool. So you kind of come from a long line here. Hey, I don't know the whole details as far as, like, running the fight. I just know that, like, yeah, he he, he would have, like, out in the guys would get into it, and he was like, we're going to settle this. And they would make it almost like, I guess when my grandmother told me, it looked like a movie, there'd be like a circle of guys and they'd fight in the parking lot, bare knuckle, <laughs> and nobody was allowed to intervene. You know, it was like, it was like a rigged bare knuckle fight. Like, awesome. and they settled it. My, my grandfather was a boxer and I heard he had a, <laughs> a pretty good win record at that. And uh, sometimes it didn't always get organized though. That was the thing. Sometimes it just happened right in his own bar. So he would, <laughs> he would fight his own patrons. That was, it was pretty funny. I guess he had, he had quite the temper, uh, but hearing the stories about them making like a circle out in the parking lot, I'm like, yeah, how much? There you go. That's like a real bare knuckle fight right there. So yeah, I mean, uh, when when Rob and I get into disagreements, we go out back and we have a bare knuckle fight. And usually, we're both uh, winded within 30 seconds. We sit down and have a cheeseburger. I mean, yeah. that, that's what we do. It's it's a different ball <laughs> game from what they used to do. We're not fighters like you. We're we're not uh, apt to fighting as much as you've been. I know your whole life has been about fighting. I, I know from before the UFC, uh, growing up, you're a big guy. You probably stood out. Other kids testing you as you got older. You're a big guy. You're at a bar. People might try to test you. They have a couple too many drinks. They're out of their minds. They might try to do that speak on growing up did you have uh, a lot of fist fights growing up were you picked on i mean you had to stand out you've always been this big right so i was the i had spinal meningitis at six years old and i was like very athletic and was in great shape everything was going good and then i had spinal meningitis and it it all but killed me and uh i was a miracle i was like a small percentage of kids that survived that year of spinal meningitis uh, the doctors hearing the stories and stuff is, 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 as I said, every day that I get to be alive, I just can only be thankful for everything that I have because that could have been it right there. But when I came out of that, they, you know, I had lost almost all my body weight, all, all body fat because my body was overheating during, during the whole thing with it. And so they put me on this nutrition plan and grandma got involved and grandma's scared to death. She's going to lose her baby. So she was, kind of feeding me everything and yeah i got I, I was a fat kid by third grade and yeah when you're fat in grade school you get made fun of and then i was also one of the bigger kids in class so i kind of just took it like a pin cushion for a few years and then there was a there was a time like somewhere around fifth sixth grade you know you get sick of it and start fighting back and then it then i then i had like a chip on my shoulder and it was like going into high school I lost a bunch of weight and got in really great shape and like to the point where people didn't recognize me and I started to feel good about myself. And as soon as I got to high school, that all took a turn because of every upperclassman, I was the biggest, biggest freshman. All the upperclassmen came after me, man. They were making fun of me, trying to book me. And it was almost like prison from what I understand about prison. <laughs> Luckily I've never, never been <laughs> talking to my friends of the past uh telling me stories like yeah you got to kind of like fight to, to prove yourself and that's what it felt like and by sophomore year i'd already been in several fights to the point where i had like fought enough nobody wanted to mess with me anymore and then by my junior year i had started fighting mma and i was fighting men then. i was fighting literally my I was fighting 28 30 year old men at 17 years old wow 
Let's, well, let's double well. <laughs> See, we were like, what were you doing at 17? We were, I don't know, trying it's to... playing video games in an arcade, man. I was trying to get a girl to talk to me. I don't, I'm still trying to do that. I'm not really, I'm married. Wait, that was, that was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, so that's not true at all. That was meant to be a joke. So now you talk about being a bigger guy growing up. You, you've recovered from spinal meningitis, which that's amazing in itself. Yeah, God bless I mean, you, man. And look at you. You're, you're an elite athlete as well. Uh, but your weight, you're a big guy. These are five two-minute rounds. This is constant action, constant movement for the most part. How is your cardio as a big guy? You're one of the biggest guys we have. I mean, how are you preparing for the, the constant movement and, and motion, being a bigger guy? I'm excited to show, like, me talk, tell you, all, you know, I'll, I'll fight for an hour. It's like I might not last one minute. It doesn't matter. It's words. We know what I can do, and this is what I do have. I fought 25-minute fights before in, 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 you know, where I was at before. And it ends up with one minute rest. That's 29 minutes I've, I've fought before. And that's on paper. That's on record. That's on a video. I did it. I proved it. So now we cut this down to 10 minutes with one minute rest. We're talking 14 minutes total. That's actually less than a three round fight. What I was doing before. So yes, I'm very excited. I have, I can tell, man. I have a lot to bring to, a lot to bring to the table for five rounds, and I I truly believe my fights aren't going to go five rounds at all in this. Well, I can but. see the excitement. I can see your fist. I can see the excitement. I, I was talking about this earlier to Rob. I can see it when you came to the event. You always are wearing your bare knuckle fighting championship stuff. You're proud to be a part of this. And you talked about where you're at before. You didn't mention it by name. I will UFC. I mean, you, you were there, big star there. And that leads me to my next question. Uh, from what I can see, you asked for your release from the UFC. You said, I, I want to get out of here. I'm ready to go. And to which they granted. Now, was that a ploy? Did you, did you know uh, that did you have your eyes or did your management have your eyes shifted towards bare knuckle fighting championship while you were in UFC? Were you paying attention saying, I want to go there. I think UFC's done for me now. I want to go over to BKFC. Was that kind of in your mind before you, as you asked for the release? So we had talked, I, I wasn't like eager to leave. You know, I was, I was, had spent 13 years there. I had a good place and they weren't, they had a fight set for me. But I'm like, this is the last fight on the deal. What kind of what's happening? I go out, I knock them out. Everything looks great. And they were still like, ah. And some bigger names that just got released as well. And I'm like, I talked to my management. And I'm just like, man, we're running out of time. And I'm going to do this fight. And then we're going to have more time wasted. And they're like, well, like, if this is a move you want to make, man. We think there's some opportunities out there. And I'm like, you know, let's let's do it because I'm kind of excited I know that they have really good connections and uh, kind of took a bet on me and it paid off. You know, we had named some several organizations. They talked to them, but Dave Feldman and Bare Knuckle were, you know, they wanted me and it made me excited. And I'm, I am, I'm very much excited to be here because my style is meant for this okay. and I believe it. And I can't wait to show it. No, I agree. Your style is meant for this and you'd be knocking people out. That's, that's your, uh, that's your goal here. So the thing that you're not as excited about, and I know from talking to you and we talked about it last week on the show is that now you cannot fight barefoot anymore. You have to wear shoes and I have to bring this up. Yeah, can we make a, an exception, man? I'd love to can see you fight barefoot. Are we uh, allowed to do that? I don't even know. I'd love uh, to see you fight barefoot. Who's going to stop him? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, Nate, I asked Nate not to name drop. That's but fine. He's, you know, he's the one that calls, calls these types of things. And he's like, oh, the canvas and i wanted to be like nate i was in that i was in the i was in the circle i felt the canvas it's exactly the same what i've been doing i've been on it before come on nate come on nate my my feet are used to it i've been fighting barefoot for 20 
almost 23 years. But good news, uh, shout out to uh, Wilcock. We tracked down some awesome shoes. Really? I, I think I'm going to be good. So tell us a little um, bit. So tell us a little bit about that. What, what was the issue with your with the size of your feet, or what was the issue uh, getting shoes to fit? The width. So we we could get 15, 16 lengths, but my my feet, you know, are wider. So so I wear normal tennis shoes. I wear 15 quad wide, Woo, wow. double wide, or even a bit tight. So yeah, it makes a struggle. And all wrestling and boxing sure. shoes are super narrow. Yeah, it's. It's been a real pain in the ass. I feel like Rob. Um, I don't mean to put you on mainstream. Yeah, man. Rob, you you tend to have a thing with feet. Were you going to ask him to see his feet next? Is no, that, no, no. I th- no. I he, like literally, I'm in. Dude, I'm, <laughs> he's going to show him. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, unfortunately, now if I was coming out to this fight, I'd love to do a comparison because his foot is literally double the size of mine. I got small feet. I'm a his small guy. His foot's like the size of our bodies. But, you know, that's, that's insane. The biggest BKFC fighter signed in history. Mm-hmm. All around. Yeah, in every way. Fists, feet, everything. So uh, now that we've addressed the shoe problem, let's address something else that comes with wearing shoes. And uh, this is something that I think is interesting. I thought about it right away when we were talking uh, when you were in Hollywood, Florida, and you told me you couldn't find shoes then. I thought, man, when this guy finds shoes, it's going to be an adjustment. Uh, has it been an adjustment? I mean, does it, do you feel like they grip too much? Do you feel like your feet feel heavy? What's the adjustment like, and are you okay with the shoes? So the couple of shoes that I managed to finally squeeze on, there were I'll, I'll name drop. It was Nike. It was one of them that I finally was able to get on. And I was worried, man. I'm like, dude, this is like an extra pound on my each of my feet. So I just like, you know, I'm already big and people don't think I move, but it's like, you'll see my style when I'm loose. And I think if you look at some of my past fights, I've done some crazy stuff. When I want to, I can move very well. And I'm really, really excited to bring that. But the shoes were kind of making me, I felt like I was dragging more. But the shoes that we found are light. They're like half the weight. Good. And they feel good. And they're really light. And, and it's going good. And the, and the other, the, the positive is, I, I'm already punching extremely hard. But, man, when I can, you can dig in. There's no slip. Yeah. So, it's, so it just makes the punches even better. Strong. I mean, that's why boxers wear shoes. Of course. You can just dig in and put, you know, that power in so to end uh, this segment of Ben Rothwell's feet, uh, I have one more question. In all the, this is serious. It's going to sound funny, but I'm just thinking. In all those years fighting barefoot, you said, what, 23 years? Is that what you said? Yeah. All right. Athlete's foot all the time? No. Really? So I'm going to also drop here. So in the past, I've been pretty, like, not to be whatever, but wherever I've gone, whether it's at militishes or wherever, I was always a crazy guy about getting the mop bucket out and keeping everything clean. I was always yelling at guys about stinky gloves. I was always getting everybody to wipe down tie pads. Uh, it must be from my parents and being in a restaurant my whole life and like keeping things clean and organized. And a lot of gyms aren't done that way. Okay. And I'm proud to say that everybody that walks into my gym now is like, Oh my God, it, you know, it smells so clean. It's fresh. We wipe down the pads every time we use them. We clean the mats nightly, all the time. So during during COVID, it was it was after every class, mm, which was yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. I don't know anybody does that. And with my gloves, my equipment, I have dryers. I have. I'm like. I'm like. I'm just want to make sure it's done right. Just to me, it's common sense. Keep this stuff clean. You're sweating profusely in it, and I sweat a lot. 
and you just throw the stuff in a gym bag and let it rot and get moldy. I'm like, that's crazy to me. So I've always really been big on that kind of thing. And on top of that, when I started my own gym, defense soap, guy, suckle, I came to him, I'm like, dude, I, I want a way to clean my feet before people go onto the mats. I go, people go into the bathroom. Yeah. Guy works Ugh. out for 45 minutes. He's all tired. He Ugh. pees all over the floor, steps <laughs> in it, oh, walks no. out onto the mat. I've watched this shit for years, and it drove me nuts. Ugh. I'm like, guy, we got to stop this. We made these foot baths. <laughs> and I've probably been, you know, defensive. He says he's starting to sell them everywhere now. That's awesome. But I had yeah. foot baths for 10 since I opened the gym. 10 years. I keep feet clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad. I'll tell you what, man. If you ever shave your beard and get a hoop earring, you could have like a Mr. Clean endorsement. You could be like the new Mr. Clean on TV. I mean, that's Ben Rothwell for you. You hit the big hoops and you hang out with the housewives all day, you know? Uh, so, so, Ben, we appreciate you coming on. I mean, Bobo O'Bannon, uh, we'd like to find out. I mean, the guy, again, a veteran. Uh, he said three knockouts in BKFC. All three wins were not come by knockout. But you bring something different to the table, as you're saying. Uh, I don't know if you're a guy that makes predictions, but where are you at with that as far as predictions and keys to victory? How do you defeat Bobo? Just kind of stay true to your style. How do you, uh, you talk about that? So they're kind of watching. They, they just focus on nights that I had off and, and I know exactly what I'm wrong. It's when I'm when I'm kind of tentative or not aggressive, and if you're some of the fans and they're 100 right, I'm not. I don't fight well. When I'm aggressive or I'm using my style, I'm imposing my will. I win my fights, and that's what has to happen. I'm going to impose my will. He wants to come forward. He's going to hit a wall, and he wants to move around. I'm going to show him some movement he hasn't seen before. And the thing is, is I touch you, you can't let that happen. And it's going to be really hard for that not to happen. And every time I touch you, it's going to be just devastating on every single guy that I fight. Every, my entire team knows it. We believe it. And on top of that, I bring some things from my realm that are so boxing is that clinch. There's a lot of things here that really work well for me. Can't wait to show it. <laughs> Do you have to, uh, as far as your training, now you're just focusing on throwing hands. You have to worry about anything else, the wrestling, anything, just throwing hands. Has that been a better camp for you? Do you enjoy that more because of your power and everything? Honestly, absolutely. At my age, let me tell you, wrestling and jujitsu, I, I love jujitsu, but it is really hard on the body at my size after doing it for an hour. The next day, I, I, I don't know, can't explain it. Mm. My body feels just broken, hurt. Now I boxed for an hour straight and the next day it's like I, I did a cardio session. I don't feel anything. So we're just able, I feel like the output is higher, a lot more training and it's enjoyable. I mean, I'm getting, I, 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 if you look at my record, I have almost 30 knockouts. Yeah. I'm a striker. So this, this really works well for me. This is your lane. That's why you're excited to be here. That's why we're excited to have you, mm -hmm. Big Ben Rothwell. Uh, October 1st, uh, he's making his peck dance there in case you're missing. I, I see the pecs jumping. You're excited, I can tell. I, I, I'm, I'm on eye level with it. I had to see it. It's like so, Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're excited. October 1st, you're facing Bobo Abandon again. Bobo has been here. He's tried. He's tested. I would say this is the biggest fight of Bobo's career. I think Bobo mm -hmm. said that as well because he asked for it. He said that he, he has to win this fight, and he's that's what's going to get him off the canvas if he gets knocked down, his will to get up. But my thing is, that's respect to you by Bobo saying that. He's quoted and saying that he, he will will himself to get up. He needs to win this fight. But that shows you that he's already in his mind saying, in my estimation, that he is going to get knocked down. I mean, that's how I look at it. 
whatever, <laughs> good for him. I'm going to take this choice of getting back up away from him. That's my job. He, he, to take that choice away. All right, there, Ben Rothwell, Big Ben. And when Big Ben speaks, people listen. We're excited to have him here. Ben, we know Very you've been preparing excited. hard. Great piece we're going to be putting up if it's not up yet on the app, spotlighting you. Mm-hmm. Rob, do you have anything for Big Ben before we go? Nothing I know you more, man. Up. Just a great time speaking with you. Truly a pleasure. Thank you very much, Ben. Looking forward to your debut. And he wants hey, to, and, I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. You're, yeah, I'm, I, the more I'm getting to hang out with you guys and get to know you guys, the more I'm loving it, man. So I can't wait. Awesome. Look at that. A ringing endorsement from Ben Rothwell. We appreciate that. Thank you for showing us your fists and your feet. Fists and feet today with Ben Rothwell. <laughs> Thanks, hey, Ben. Hey, thanks, and brother. Good talking. <laughs> and the biceps. And the pecs were dancing. He put on a show. All right, we're looking forward to seeing you fight, man. Can't wait. You're made for BKFC. Welcome to the show. Thank you, brother. All right, there he goes, Big Ben Rothwell. When I say welcome to the show, I don't mean our show. I mean the show, yeah. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, because everything you've seen, if you've ever watched Bare Knuckle, dude, man. he's huge. But everything that you see when you watch Bare Knuckle, when I say the show, it's a different type of show than a UFC. And we're going to see if Ben, I, I think he's got a good chance coming here. Again, I think BKFC was made for him. What's your betting odds? I don't know how to do odds. I don't bet. I'd be broke <laughs> if either. I did. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Ben, that's why I asked that question. Ben is, he's a big dude. And I do worry about cardio, but what do I know? He's probably mm-hmm. training. He's right. UFC. But UFC is different uh, where he came from. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. It's just, is it harder? I don't know. But I feel like that quick pace, five, two, boom, boom, boom. UFC, you have longer, but you kind of. Well, I'm going to tell you why, why I think this is a very interesting movement. fight. I think some people will say this is a shutout. It's, you know, it's Ben or nothing. Is that I, what you think? No. Okay. No. I honestly, I'm on the fence. This is literally 50-50 to me because what Ben told me is the same thing of what I've seen in Bobo. When Bobo's um, found success, ultra aggressive, comes out firing. Of course, you know, he's gotten knocked down before he's come back and, and he's won. Bobo's got heart. But he's, he's, he knows he has to fire first. He's got to inflict his will. Mm-hmm. That's what Ben's going to do. Um, Bobo has the experience. There's nothing like, that, you know, experience. exactly, yep. man. Listen, you, you can be in a street fight. You can be in a boxing match. You can be in MMA. There's nothing like BKFC. Yep. You have to be there to truly say, okay, this is what it's really and like. And we've seen that time and time again. That's mm-hmm. not just Rob and Brian making comments. We've seen it with fighters. No, because we're experts. Well, I, uh, yeah. Far from, but I mean, just as far as opinionated on watching the shows, we watch everything and our opinions. I mean, I think that's a well-founded opinion. If you're a bare knuckle fighter, we've seen it happen before. We've seen, not that Ben's kind of dismissing it. He gets Mm -hmm. it. He understands he has to prove himself. He said that. I respect that about Ben. He's not in here talking too much shit. He's got to prove himself Mm -hmm. first. He told me then the fun begins, as we said the other day to me. Uh, But I respect the fact that he's doing that. A A lot of people, a lot of people wouldn't be able to come and just walk in and do bare knuckle even if you're an elite fighter we've seen it time and time again and you're seeing you're just seeing bobo on screen there i mean bobo you see what this guy does you see how long he's been here again three wins three knockouts bobo has heart he's got will and he's a bkfc he's got OG. knockout power yeah, man man he's tough yeah if, if he's going the distance for his wins i would say yeah he probably doesn't hold you know hold, hold a candle to this yeah. man but i really think this is going to be more competitive and probably one of the sleeper fights of the card that's going to be a great fight. So, so look at it like this, too. Every fight, we always say, obviously, is a must-win. Mm-hmm. You want to win every fight. But in this circumstance, you have a guy in Bobo Abandon who's been here for a long time, the Bible Belt Brawler, great yeah. name, love his socks, too. But uh, he's been here for a while. So mm-hmm. he's done bare knuckle. And we said this is the biggest fight of his career. As we see, you know, we can see what's going on up here on the screen. Uh, Bobo, 
He has to win this. This is a must win for him to catapult him further in the rankings, further in just in viral. If he beats him, it's going to be talked about huge. Then on the other side of things, Big Ben is also in a must win. Oh, he's big time. There's there's more pressure in Big Ben than there is in Bobo. If Bobo wins, his stock is like, you know, it's, you know, it's through the roof, man. You're buying, brother. You're buying now. To the moon it goes. (laughs) But both of these guys have totally different reasons for wanting to win. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's interesting to me uh, when you look at the fight from a distance. Where Ben, he's told me he wants to prove himself to BKFC. He said it here. Dave Feldman, he's mentioned Dave Feldman numerous times. He goes, I just want to prove myself to Dave and show that he made the right investment. And and Bobo seems like, no, excuse me, Ben seems like a guy that's very important to. So two different mentalities mm-hmm. on why they want to win. But it's interesting to see these two clash. And I got to tell you, when I saw Bobo, thank you for asking for this fight. Because when I saw this fight, I'm like... Here we yeah, go. Man, this is a great matchup. October 1st, man. It's coming a up. Big shout out to Nate Shook for making him wear shoes. Yeah, Boom. Uh, he's saying he likes it, though. He can, <laughs> he can grip more. So that's a good thing. And we're going to see more, more punching power out of Ben Rothwell. I mean, you saw those hands. I know, man. I couldn't believe he put his foot up for us, too. Brave. <laughs> I was only kidding. He brave, threw his brave foot up man. there for us. Uh, so we have Quentin Henry. He was supposed to come on around 1230. I guess he'll be on soon. Uh, who knows? We'll see. Uh, find out what's going with him. He's the main event on that card. 1245. Uh, 1245. Oh, did I look at the wrong time? Yeah, yeah two minutes yeah. early, homie. Sorry, sorry, Quentin. I'll apologize when you get on. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I, I, I tw- uh, I'm I, telling I tw- him. I'll tell him. If you're I, listening, Quentin. I had 1230. <laughs> you better drill him as soon as we get alive. Wait a minute. Let, let, let's, let's get to the bottom of this. Wait a minute. As we continue the show here, I just want to prove that I'm not wrong. I'm probably going to prove that. I'll just ignore it. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore it. Hold on. <laughs> oh, he's going to be oh, wrong. Whatever. I don't, I don't know. Wrong. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know anything. Anyway, let's move on with the show. So <laughs> uh, we have Quentin Henry coming on in a couple minutes around 1245. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the, the chalk for telling me that. I appreciate you guys and Rob being on the ball. I'm looking forward to talking to him. He'll be made of any that show. Cruiserweight gold on the line mm-hmm. against Lorenzo the Juggernaut Hunt. Now, we've talked about that show. We had a couple minutes till we get, we'll get Quentin on here. But, I mean, that fight. We're going to roll into the interview talking about that fight right now. Where are you at? Well, I know where you're at, but I feel like I need to talk to you a little more about that fight. Mm-hmm. I don't. This sure. Is, now, Rob, let's be honest. You and me, forget about everyone watching. Yeah. This isn't for the show. This isn't just for show to make mm-hmm. it interesting. You really, truly feel that way that Quentin will win this fight. So if I was put on the spot and I had to bet. But we don't bet. But we don't bet. That's important right? to say. Um, I'm terrible at it. Uh, I lose all my money. Yeah. All I play is roulette anyway. But <laughs> you always got a chance at that. I I would probably lean towards Quentin Henry, the Quentin Henry that I've seen the two previous fights. Very crisp. Mm-hmm. Now, Lorenzo Hunt also, though, he is very elusive, right? Amazing. So he's very, very elusive. Yep. I think that, you know, all right, so... Lorenzo Hunt, extremely heavy hands, great power, but he's always going for the haymaker knockout. He does do that. So Quentin Henry is more precise. He's more dialed in. But you could get the Quentin Henry that just comes explosive and comes swinging for the fences. I think that's the Lorenzo Hunt that, you know, that's the, you know, that's what Lorenzo Hunt would like to see. Um, that's my expert, you know, opinion based off of the fights I've seen them, uh, the success that they've, you know, both had. But one of the standouts was when Lorenzo Hunt got pushed, uh, pushed to the limit, his fifth round, um, and his previous fight. I was like, wow, this looks great. You know what I mean? When he fought, uh, excuse me, um, fifth round fight. 
Yeah. Uh, that wasn't recent, yeah. No, no, no. no. Um, we only lost. Who did he hop in the ring with? Hector? Hector Lumbar. When he went the fifth round, Jesus, he really I got... Jesus, I forget that. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I drew a blank. Yeah, um, I do that too. He really got pushed, and he really showed up, though. So the fifth round, he turned it on. He took some damage, but he kept moving forward. So I was really impressed with that. Well, let's find out. Uh, that's your view, mm -hmm. and then we can bring that into the interview a little bit. In the virtual green room, live in Satellite 5, we're so happy to have him. Quentin, the hero, Henry. Look at that beautiful view. How you doing, Quentin? Pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Just got done with a little, little cardio work. Well, we're, great. we're glad to have you on here, man. You're challenging for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, you're 5-1. and one. Lorenzo's 7-1. and one. Uh, You're going to be in your hometown, and we're going to get to that in a little while. But first, right now, I'm looking. I know this for a fact. Beautiful scenery there. You're hanging out. You're in Colorado. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So you're doing a training camp in Colorado. How long are you there, and why why Colorado? Why did you decide that? Is that a normal thing for you? Uh, yeah, we've uh, I've kind of incorporated it in my last two or three camps, and then uh, so this time we came out. We're going to be up here for ten days. We'll be back uh, a couple days before the fight. But yeah, we we got us a cabin up here. You know, we're sleeping at about eight thousand feet elevation, and mm. then uh, you know we're getting our work in. So, you know, you just can't beat the the cardio work that you can get up here, and you know it's in a nice you know relaxing area. No, yeah, definitely uh, cardio. I figured that's where you were going with that, but I have to tell you, you know this, you live there. But I've been dealing with a lot of local businesses and talking to the arenas and talking to radio stations in Monroe, and there's legends. There's heroes, which you are, and there's gods. And I know there's only one god, but in Monroe, people treat you like that. Every time I mention your name, people get excited for you. This is a huge fight for you. I wonder, did you leave uh, also? Does that help you a little bit to get away from the craziness of everyone? Hey, Quentin. Hey, Quentin, you're running a business. You're doing 20 things. Is it refreshing to be gone for 10 days in Colorado where no one has really access to you? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely a part of it. You know, we don't have very good phone signal, so we got to FaceTime, you know, pretty much. So we do have Wi-Fi. But, yeah, that, that's what a lot of it comes down to because, you know, back home, you know, I have so many responsibilities, uh, you know, being a dad and, then uh, you know, being, you know, working out, doing things at the church and then just going back and forth, training at the gym, coaching people at my gym, uh, you know, roofing, contracting. So, yeah, I, I stay pretty busy at the house. So, uh, you know, I put in the work when I can. And then, you know, uh, I have a pretty consistent, you know, schedule when I'm back home. But then it just gives you a, a little little break to, you know, break break all that from everything. You just relax, you know, and think about what you got to think about, and you know, get your mind right. Yeah, it's really important to get your mind right mentally. That's extremely important. But I also look at you fighting at home. I think this is a really cool opportunity for you to make history. It's like the first bare knuckle event in Louisiana in probably over a hundred and some years. Right. And on top of that, again, your hometown for a main event, cruiserweight title gold. Uh, is that more pressure for you? Where are you at with that fighting in your hometown? Does it not bother you? Do you feel the need to provide for your hometown people? Man, it just, it really just gets me excited. You know, um, I, I'm to the point in my life and uh, my career to where, you know, win or lose, this is a great opportunity. You know, how many people even get to say that they fought for a world title, you know? So I don't, I don't really, you know, I'm not too worried about the result. It's not like I'm going to have trouble sleeping if I didn't win the fight, you know, anything like that. So, you know, the pressure's on him, you know, my identity is built in a lot of different things and a lot more important things than fighting. You know, this, to me, this is just, you know, just a blessing that I get to do, uh, you know, on the side. So, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm ready for it. I'm excited. And, uh, you know, just the fact that there's so many people that have really supported me over the years, 
that haven't been able to come to my fights lately because they've been out of town, you know, and now it's a, it's easy for them to just pop in, you know? So like, like you were saying, you know, this fight's huge. Uh, it's a bunch of, bunch of people excited and ready to show up for, uh, October, October 1st at the Fant Ewing, man. I think, uh, we're sold out of tables. I mean, I sold all of them before, before we even opened up. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of buzz about this. And Quinn, if I can hop in really fast, <clears throat> extremely modest person that you are, there has to be some sort of pleasure though, some sort of excitement in the back of your mind. Quentin Hen or, you know, Lorenzo Hunt has been talking up a storm. He always is. He's been known as a bully. Uh, if you knock this guy out in your hometown, Please tell me that there'll be some sort of celebration, some <laughs> sort of uh, excitement that you will feel for this. Please be a real oh, witness. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, y'all see me in there fighting. I'm raw. You know, when, when I hit somebody and I get excited, I'll holler right there. You know, so, yeah, just uh, whatever happens, happens. You know, I mean, I'm not going to, like, teabag him or anything <laughs> like that, you know. Um, but, you know, yeah, I'll definitely definitely be excited. I'll definitely be crunk about it. You know, it's been uh, – it's been a hell of a ride, you know, and uh, it seems like I'm kind of you know writing my own Cinderella story, and 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 I'm coming in swinging. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like uh, what the fans may not realize, they might have talked about this fight. It's been talked about for a while. I know here at BKFC, this fight's been in the making for a long time. I feel like over a year ago, mm -hmm. Rob and I were on the phone with you one time talking, and you had mentioned that, as Rob said, you feel like he's a bully. So I mean, right. you're you're the exact opposite of that. Uh, him being a bully, I don't feel, Rob, uh, like he's chirped as much this fight, Lorenzo. I feel like he's been a little more mm -hmm. reserved. Usually he's trying to get in guys' heads and mess with them mentally. Why do you think he hasn't done that uh, to you? Do you think that you're one of the guys that he's not going to affect mentally kind of thing? Well, he, he started off trying to come pretty strong with that, but he could tell that I wasn't really interested in engaging in it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I took the opportunity to make him look stupid a couple times, and then I had better things to do. You know, so, uh, you know, and then what was funny is he was talking about, I needed to focus on the fight. I'm like, bro, you're the one looking up memes and stuff. Like, what are you talking about? Tagging me in your post. So, you know, I think, uh, I think he's out there selling wolf tickets, man. He's out there telling everybody how easy it's going to be. And he's, uh, he's hyping himself up, but he's just doing that because he's scared, you know, and, and a lot of the reason he's had success in the past is because there are people out there that are scared of him. And, uh, you know, when they fight him, they fight scared, and I'm not. And that's something that I think is going to give him a, his biggest problem. So why are you different? I mean, I've talked to so many fighters that have fought him, uh, legendary guys like Joe Riggs. We saw him defeat him. Other fighters, too, before that, and they've all made the comment, he will not affect me mentally. And then somehow, some way, it happens. Even if it's like hours before the fight, he's always trying to get into people mentally. I mean, uh, why are you different than the rest? Everyone says it's not going to affect. That hasn't yet but you seem like strong mentally, but why is that? Man, I just, I have confidence in what I do. You know, I have confidence in what I see and what the reality of it is, uh, you know, and in reality, the reason that he acts that way is because he's scared. So really, you know, the more that I see it, the, the, it just makes me giggle on the inside, you know, it just lets me know that I'm living that much more, you know, free in his head, uh, you know, so he can't keep my name out of his mouth. He's been like that for years, man. You know, anytime somebody would make a post that even, had it had anything to do, had nothing to do with him. Just somebody making a post that was like, uh, you know, complimenting me or how my, you know, the best jab at BKFC. Well, every time he'd come on the post and he'd put a picture of himself and talk about how, nah, he's, he's the best BKFC, you know, like he's like, uh, he's like a jealous little kid, you know? And, uh, 
And, and that's what I see him as. And that's not somebody I'm going to be scared of, you know? So I fought Chris Lieben and, uh, you know, there's people like, well, why aren't, you know, why aren't you going to be scared of him? And, you know, I said, after I fought Chris Lieben, you know, when I was, when I was in there fighting him or before the fight, you know, I was looking at him like the boogeyman. And, uh, you know, when I was in that ring and I was hollering at him and I was telling him, this is what you wanted, you know, he was scared. And then that was when it kind of snapped and I realized I'm the boogeyman and, uh, you know, the boogeyman ain't scared of nobody. Interesting take. Now, uh, why mm-hmm. uh, mentally he's not affecting you, it seems like, but physically, in the ring, fighting style, everything. Why do you feel that you have the key to defeat Lorenzo Hunt when only he's 7-1, and one, only one other guy could? H- how will you do that? Why do you feel that? Uh, I think I have uh, particular attributes that are a bad matchup for him. You know, uh, you look into, you know, like a, I feel like it's a, it's a Conor McGregor, Jose Aldo thing. You know, you got timing versus speed. And uh, I feel like in, the odds are always going to be in my favor when it comes down to that, you know, when it's about being accurate versus being fast. You know, so um, I'm very confident in my boxing. I've had, you know, plenty of time to improve. I had a great training camp. I had a, a pro boxer named Mark Malone come in. Uh, you know, he was about, you can go check him out on my Instagram. The dude's, you know, turning pro as a boxer. Uh, you know, he was giving me great looks. He's super athletic, super fast. The dude hits like a truck. Uh, you know, so I, I was just getting so many rounds in with him, uh, you know, on top of sparring. And everything's working. Everything's coming together, you know. And uh, you, you can't stop me when when things are perfect. It's, it's not going to happen. October 1st, your hometown, mm-hmm. Monroe, Louisiana. You went to high school there. You played football there. Now you could win a, a cruiserweight world title there. That's that's huge. And uh, before we let you go, Rob, I don't know if you've been paying attention. Rob, is, he is not even down the middle on this. We always try to stay down the middle. He's on your side. He yep, posted all in. Right. Well, you can tell. Re- my when, boy. When the podcast <laughs> is done. My boy and other buddies. When the my podca- boy. When the podcast is done, go back and rewind. You didn't realize you did it. When you asked him the question here in this interview, you were like a kid in a candy store. Big smile. You're all happy. Rob, what's going to happen? You tell Quentin with the fight. You tell him what you think is going to happen. I'm going to be there with a giant sign that says congratulations when he knocks him out in the first round. That's what it's going to go. Will it be a first-round knockout, right. Quentin, do you feel? Oh, the potential's always there. You know, I like to – I like – I'm like a cat, man. You know, I, I like to play with my food before I eat it, you know. So, you know, the first round, it just depends on how much he runs. And, uh, you know, where we go, but definitely by number two, you know, it just depends on how froggy he feels in the first. All right. There you go, Rob. Rob's looking forward to that. He's, he's, he's fought with Lorenzo here on the show. He's told him that. And, uh, look, you just pumped Quentin up, man. You might, you might've been one of the difference makers there for the fight. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be an awesome go. fight, man. I'm really looking forward. The fans are so excited Appreciate about this. It, man. It's going to be incredible. Five. Man, let me tell you, I was watching a little clip. I put it on Instagram. My, my cousin was video and I watched a little clip of me hitting this pad. And I said, Hey man, is that in fast motion, he was like, no, nah, bro, it's just that quick. I said, ooh, that's scary. <laughs> that's scary. He said, ooh. Look, man, I can, you. I can see you're ready to go. You, you throw your shadow boxing. You're rocking back and forth. This is it, man. Listen, I know you have a lot of training to get through. BKFC.com. Like I said, in your hometown, a chance at all the marbles, all the glory. I'm excited to see what you do. I know Rob already has a idea of what you're going to do, it seems like. But right. more than that, man. Wish you luck. I don't like wishing luck in fights. There's no luck in fights. Have, have, have a good fight. Let's say that. 
But yeah, I mean, you can always hope that no one gets hurt. You know, yep. that's always the end result. That's good luck. You know, because yeah, sometimes you're true. just lucky that you didn't get hurt. That's true. <laughs> good you point. know, you can have a little luck on there. Well, I wish you good luck and a great fight, and we're very excited to see it. I know Monroe, Louisiana is too. I've been on the phone nonstop in Monroe, and they're pumped for you, man. Hey, thanks for yes, coming sir. on. I'm out of breath from watching you up there. I mean, good luck with your training and do some cardio, run some hills, right? It's been a pleasure Appreciate as always. It, brother. Thank you, Quentin. Quentin the Hero yes, Henry, sir. man. Yes. There he goes. And he's he got, as, as the interview went on, I saw it. He got more and more excited. Did you see he's rocking back? Oh, and- yeah, man. Look, dude, he's playing the modest card. You have to. You're fighting the biggest fight of your career. You're in your own hometown. Yep. Everyone's going to be there. It's going to be a sellout crowd. Of course, you're going to have that little modest, you know, but look, man, that place is going to go fire once they come out and once oh man that, that that's gonna be an question. exciting car, man. question rob serious question we have to look at both sides of the mm-hmm. coin here i know you don't want to but we have to lorenzo walks into that town as he said uh, in joe riggs town when he mm-hmm. beat him he said i will go from town to town to teach you people like i'm the best basically that's what sure. he said a lot yeah. more effectively than that so what happens when Quentin wins, or excuse me, when, um, when Lorenzo wins, I mean, is it going to be the direct opposite? Are people just going to file out? Are they going to be upset? Are they going to be that Or is it going to be Rocky? Picks fly. But hold on. Oh, picks fly. <laughs> you ever heard that term? I'm, I'm gonna, I, I love that, but I'm going to do a Rocky But four. if it does and they grow wings. I got it. I'm going to uh-huh. do a Rocky Four mm-hmm. reference for you. I know you like okay. the Rocky Four especially references. Is it going to be where, do you think this at all, where Lorenzo rides into town? And then he ends up, they end up respecting him and cheering for him. Will that ever happen? Absolutely not, man. I don't, <laughs> I no, Lorenzo it. Hunt's not looking for that. He already said it. He you already said care. he's not looking for the respect. Exactly. You don't he's care. Teaching. I don't care what you think. He's going to go around. His goal is to go around and just beat as many people as possible. He could care less whether he gets fans along the way. He doesn't think anyone respects him. I have a level of respect for him as a fighter. You have to. Him personally, again, that... You know that that's a side comment from the you know the beef that you know, me, me and him have, if you will. Um, I just don't think uh, I don't think there's no title defense for him, man. It's over. I think it's over. I think I think it goes longer though. I'm not. I, I don't agree on a second round. I'm leaning more towards third or fourth. You know what I mean? That that, that that's that's how I'm seeing the fight end. I love that. Well, that's that's great anal- analysis by uh, Rob and uh, my we'll, expert analysis. We'll ha- I mean, I'm curious. I want to see what happens in this fight because I don't know. I really don't know. I can't commit that because I don't know. I do know that we have some stuff, other stuff, we want to talk about. I don't know what this is. I got a get a breaking text. I got it. I don't know if we're gonna put it on screen or what. I don't know what's going on. It looks like uh, Joe Rogan and the boys are watching Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. How about that? Look at that. That's a good, that's a good scene. Yeah. See, see now that? they're watching us. Oh, I don't know. No, no, oh. no. They would, they would turn us <laughs> off. Like, damn. Joe, 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 when Joe Rogan has to take pointers from Brian and Rob. You no, know. but you know what he actually said on there? He said, uh, BKFC has some great marketing. They're bringing a lot of hot chicks over, uh, <laughs> hmm. you know, thanks Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Rogan. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. It's not the first time recently. We're seeing more of that in the media. Yeah, man. SI.com. Joe Rogan. Those people in the marketing kind of know what they're doing. They're doing. pretty good, yeah. yeah Joe, Joe, Joe Rogan, mm. uh, that's not the first time he's mentioned us. So, I mean, we don't take that lightly. Respect. Thank you, Joe Rogan. Uh, let's talk about recent signees. I have them here, or a signee that we want to bring up here in my notes. Hopefully I have it. Do I have it? I won't say it wrong. <laughs> he's shuffling oh, papers. Because, you know, right before we went on the air, I realized all my, my notes didn't print out. I'm a note guy. I told DC that last week. I, I don't like computer. I like to have my notes in front sure. of me. It just helps me because my brain is like ping pong Dude, I'm the bowls. same. Like when I research stuff, I research it on a computer. But like when I, I write things, I just yeah, said they have to write I it I write out. things down. So I write it in typing. I always have to have See a piece this, of paper. By the way, I never took typing. Class. I was supposed to. I 
trying to cheat it through typing class in, in middle school. <laughs> I, I used to sell candy blow pops and I gave a girl blow mm. pops to do my typing lessons thinking, who's ever going to need this shit? Well, now I need it and I can't type. It takes me forever to do this too, but I still like it better. All right, let's talk about the big signing. Uh, this is this is a big deal. Um, this guy signed already calling people out. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Gabriel, excuse me, blah, 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 blah. Evan, help me here. I can't talk. I'm tongue-tied. Gabriel Fryer. Fryer. So Gabe, Fry- oh, that's Gabriel. I didn't realize that was him until I saw him. Okay, I know Gabriel Fryer. Yeah, he's the guy. So he's been competed. I'm sorry, Gabriel. I didn't realize it was you. Um, I believe he has on his, on his um, chest here. He goes by the nickname Warrior of God. Mm. Uh, Gabriel. I was wondering what the background was, man. This kind of looks like it's a. Like, uh, it's supposed to be like God. Probably like no, like a rest in peace. Like- he's a Fryer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like, yeah, Friar, come on. <laughs> Warrior of God. So what I want to talk about with Gabriel, though, this is big. I mean, this is similar to fighters we've brought in in the past. We're excited to see Gabriel Fryer here. Was he this from Florida? Big. He's from Florida. Dude, so he's Florida from- produces, like, some but, badass but, fucking bare-knuckle fighters. But Excuse my language. Do they? That's what we're going to find out. And with all due respect to Gabriel, I believe he's 2-0. Oh, um I used to call the company regionally. It's a smaller company he's with. He's 2-0. Uh, it's not... Well, you can't call him as regional anymore. But my point is, look, it's, it's no lie. I, I have nothing but respect for every bare-knuckle fighter, but BKFC's uh, level of competition is the most elite, <laughs> is the highest. Am I wrong? We ain't calling y'all amateur league, but we're calling y'all amateur league with us. <laughs> Step up your game, buy some more lights. <laughs> oh, oh, man, Rob's shooting. I'm just saying that... Is, I'm never going to go to Florida. They're going to whoop my ass yeah, when I go are. down there. It is true that, you know, all bare-knuckle fighters, mm-hmm. much respect to them, but come on, I think that we have the most elite fighters out there. So well, now yeah, You're Gabriel, tested when you come into the big are. leagues. Man. So now Gabriel comes in. Mm-hmm. He's going to be tested against some of the Which most is, wait, elite fighters. Tell me some stats. He's what we got two, on this guy? He's 2-0. Oh, he's a main eventer over there. He was, okay. I, I believe he's supposed to do a main event recently with them. Now, he came in, called out Bobby Taylor, from what I understand, immediately. Mm. Now, let's think about this. This is his proving ground, I believe, his first fight. Now, if he ends up fighting Bobby Taylor, whenever he does... And he can beat Bobby Taylor if he can. I don't know. We'll see. Bobby then, Taylor's legit, man. Yeah, that's, that's not what I mean. like a no-name guy. Then he's calling him out immediately. That's what I mean. He's very, very secure in his ability. You can tell by calling okay, Bobby Taylor out. I got respect out. for this man. Me too. <coughs> Sorry. It's my allergies. I apologize. Um, within reach of a title fight if he beats Bobby Taylor, in my estimation. That puts him within reach of a, Taylor, a, a title fight. But if he loses to Bobby Taylor, if that fight's made then he might have to go back to the drawing board. You know, again, mm-hmm. that's an elite guy who he thinks he can compete with. We're going to see if that fight happens or yeah. whoever he fights. I mean, that's that's a good test, man. <laughs> it's a great you come test. in with someone a, a seasoned background like that. That's 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 not a that's not a layup, man. That's legit. But the good thing about that is if he comes in whether that's a fight down the line or whatever it is, if he comes in and he wins, it's good for him and he proves his worth. Mm-hmm. We've seen other people like Jomi come in and he won on his first fight. So that now we pay a little more attention because now you're with the big boys, where the big boys play, mm-hmm. and now you're providing. And that's we, we need a proving ground for them. You know That breeds them, and then we bring them to the big show and see if they can do it. And, and I think that with that loss, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I'm getting way ahead of it here. But if he does lose, that's not necessarily a bad thing like I was getting to before. Then he just realizes, okay, take a breath. What worked other places may not work here because it's a little different. Mm-hmm. And let's go back to the drawing board and figure out, kind of scrape my knee, or at this point, scrape your face, and then kind of revisit what it is that I can change in Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. And from what I've seen of Gabriel, and I've seen some of his stuff, he is uh, a guy that's smart enough to do that if he loses. But we're glad to have him here, uh, Gabriel. Congratulations. Yeah, Welcome congratulations, to you, man. man. It's, 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 it's a great signing for us, I hope. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where it goes. Yeah.
I mean, he's ready. He's here to prove himself. He's confident. Asking for Bobby Taylor. Confidence. Mm-hmm. We'll see what Bobby Taylor thinks about that if that fight happens. Uh, other than that, through my copious notes here. Look at that. <laughs> That's my favorite note That's right my favorite there. Note. <laughs> <laughs> he should say this. Hold on. This is what I am. That's what this note should say when I print things out like that. Clown. <laughs> all right. Not so at all, brother. You're I'm going awesome. to start doing this when I'm done with my notes. Just like they do on like TV shows like Jay Leno or whatever. Well, Jay Leno, that's well at least you don't have those uh, cue cards. What was that guy that freaked the hell out? Uh, Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> do it for us, <laughs> What do you mean sign us out or play well, us right, out? Play right, us we'll out. do it live. You haven't seen me. I act like that sometimes off the air. Well, right, we'll do it live. Do it. Do it live. <laughs> and right, that's it for today for the BKFC show. <laughs> I'm Brian. This is Rob. And we're out. We have no jobs anymore. Yeah. So before we get out of here, I want to, I want to remind you, uh, BKFC 30 again coming up Monroe, Louisiana, October 1st. BKFC 31, our debut in Denver, Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome. A debut in Colorado. So that'll be huge for us. We're excited about that fight. That's coming up as well, October 15th. And we have some great fights in that card, too. I mean, Marine Mike Richmond, main event. Yeah, next couple of weeks. Can we talk about some of the guests that we have uh, potentially scheduled kind of on the the, the Felice? Oh, we Ah. do. That'll be good. Talk to her. I'd like to talk to her. Yeah, Mike Richmond. Mike uh, Richmond will be great. Trying to get uh, Alexander Houston. Ooh, Houston Alexander. Houston Alexander. I know, no, I'm dyslexic. So I wanted to talk about the... His age, right? So we talked about BKFC and people are extremely (laughs) critical on the fighters and their age and them getting into competitive sports, combat sports in general. And one of the things that everyone talked about a few years ago, my hero, the world's hero, Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. being the position he was at the time, you know, his stats were going down a little low. Yeah. So he wins the Super Bowl, comes to Tampa Bay, right? Comes to Tampa Bay. Wins the Super Bowl his first year, and now all of a sudden, age isn't a factor. He's now 45, right? 45. I mean, is age a factor anymore? Well, we'll see. I mean, it wasn't for Tom Brady, and we've seen Houston Alexander compete in the past, and it doesn't look like it's a factor. He looks young. He acts young. I think youth is how you— It's undefeated, too. BKFC. Yeah, exactly. But I think youth is also how you carry yourself, how you Mm -hmm. think— and he does that, but he has a responsible youth to him. You know, he's not out there partying and stuff. He knows how to handle it. I do know that I believe the Houston Alexander thing, I don't know if that fight's fully signed yet, but I know he is supposedly fighting in, that's Omaha. This is right now Denver, as you can Yo, see. Yo, is that Liver King? We got Liver King so, fighting? So, so, so this What's is- up, primals? Yeah, here, we're talking- we're, That's awesome, man. We're talking Denver now. You see Brandon Gertz there versus Jake Lindsay. Jake Lindsay, 2-0 undefeated. Uh, excited to see what Gertz can do. I believe he had some Bellator experience from what I was looking at, and a pro MMA record of 6-10. and 10. Uh, But again, a Bellator guy coming in, taking the gloves off. I dig that. Uh, when you go to the back to the- <laughs> We're scrolling. We went so you're, fast. You're making no me way. dizzy. Whoever's scrolling, oh, that's slow my, it down. That's my fight. The two Lord. shadow guys. I got oh, my money man. on those. And, those dudes. Well, look. Let's let's start at the top here. Slow down. Mike Richmond. We talked about him versus Isaac Doolittle. Uh, Richmond, the Marine. Doolittle, the Honey Badger. And both guys, interestingly enough, undefeated. Which that's always intriguing. Somebody's to me. Somebody's going to get the L. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going home with an L. Uh, and somebody's going home with a title. So that's for the light heavyweight title. Uh, interim, I guess we'd call it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that. Uh, again, we talked about Jake Lindsay. And then if you look a little further down the card, this is way all the way at the bottom to go down and see this one because I want to spotlight this. Uh, she's making her return. She's been here a while. She's a very popular fighter. At least I think it's on here. It should be at the very bottom. Crystal Pittman making a return against Courtney Cameron. 
Uh, and I love how Courtney Cameron spells her name. Yeah, and man. She's got an interesting look to her as well. She does, she's a very dude. interesting look. Uh, <laughs> Listen, the, this, way, the reason it's like that, I know. if we don't have a picture, that's what you get. I know, I'm busting chops. I'm, uh, I'm letting everybody else know. Yeah, so... So, so send in your photos, man. Yeah. If you're a signed professional, send yeah, in some real your, photos. Go to picture. Sears, get the $50 package. You know, get Sears. the $50 package, get the headshots, or pull out the Ooh, iPhone 11. 7 or above yeah. and you'll be good. Do something. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. Shoot us a goddamn to photo. To piggyback on what Evan and Rob are saying a little more professionally, you're right. We don't have those photos and we're working to get them as soon as possible. Get them on Fight Week. Yeah. We'll get them. In, in, that's the thing. People got to understand that. And I feel like. Oh, we well, actually do have our picture. I feel like oh, fans don't understand that. Lord, oh, man. Make a call. Evan. Yeah, you can definitely. The website, you could definitely roast yeah. us now. So, so. Roast but, us. But, we but, deserve but it. People have to understand this. That. We can't. We have so many new fighters that we're using. We're such a growing organization. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't have their stuff on file, and then we have to get it, and that takes a while. But I, you know what? I'd rather have a, a silhouette of someone new coming into fight, mm -hmm. and, and we can kind of oh, then see how that comes. person does. And there it is. There you go. There you go. Courtney Cameron. I love how she spells her name. K H O R T N I Cameron. It's uh, like the mnemonic spelling. Like. Yeah, it's crazy. So Courtney Cameron. Uh, she's debuting. For Even us. Courtney spelled uh, unique. That's, I just spelled That's it out loud. Didn't said. you hear me? And Cameron, <laughs> Rob, I have whole a question thing. for you, Rob. Are you here some days? Dude, I, 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 I'm gonna pay money for both of them to beat you and Evan up. Can we get a Can we get? I love Rob. Can we get? <laughs> if a, you see Brian and if you see Evan in Colorado, talk, Evan, he just talks. Evan, he just talks. <laughs> get him. Can't we? Can't bring we? the tomatoes. Right, Someone right. bring in like a gallon of tomatoes, man. What's up with the tomatoes? Because uh, <laughs> yeah. we, did, we missed. Did you guys talk about that last week? No. no I when I saw that, I was like, not again. I said, not like, again. Well, look, I was right there when it happened, and it looks like he thought about doing it, and then at the last second didn't want. To because he kind of like turned and hit his shoulder with it. I he think didn't go for the no, I think no. he didn't want to do so, it. At the so last no, second. no, no. Here's what you I got heard. the scoop Here's what I heard. Yeah, I got, I'm all dude. My, I have one ear. I'm deaf in the one ear. I got one ear, but it's always listening. It's nah, trying I don't to listen. Learn. Out of I, I try to hear everything right. Yeah. And I, I overheard something about that where uh, he wanted to play off the Lorenzo incident, of course, and he wasn't going to do anything. He was going to like hold it up like a ha, and then yeah. kind of going for the bro hug. Well, Joe, I guess either I don't know if he told Joe about that or he didn't know. I think he might have told Joe. <laughs> But it just seemed like it was kind of like Evan said, kind of delivered strange. And if you look at that, man, Joe almost fell off the stage. I had to like yeah, push him back. I was, yeah, and I then, think a lot of people were well, okay. Well, the other thing is, Joe, if you look at that, because I was with Lido, and Lido's like, look, Joe's got complete control of him because he had him in uh, like double arm. I don't know what they call it, but mm -hmm. double arm. But you could just need him in the face. Don't. Yeah. Joe could have toyed with him. But Joe didn't do that. Joe just backed up. And I was up there just like, you got to be kidding me. Joe was upset. <laughs> I do know that after the fight, uh, especially after the headbutt, I mean, that was terrible yeah, for, for yeah. both guys what who worked a, so a, hard. Uh, but I do know that uh, fortunate. he was there. Josh D.J. Dyer was there at Joe's after party, and I saw them chatting it up. Everything's all well and good with them now, uh, unless there's a rematch. Dude, Josh, <laughs> Josh Dwyer, he, I don't think he knows it or not, but he just opened up a can of tomatoes, no pun intended. Now every face-off, right the fighter's going to come out with a tomato, and you never know what's going to happen, man. I'm like, when I saw him walk out, I'm like, man, not again, not another tomato. We need that. We need a token tomato carrier now. <laughs> like, that always comes out. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but... We're excited about Denver, Colorado, and uh, like I said, Crystal Pittman. Uh, that fast, the website was updated. Oh, really? Bam! Whoa, web team, hold on. I got I to gotta do it. I got to do it. That's a standing go. That's insane. <laughs> Good job. Wow, we have a crack web team. That's amazing. All right, so uh, that's a fight that excites me because, I, like I said earlier, I always like seeing when, when people that have been here a while mm -hmm. return. And, and the reason Crystal Pittman excites me, and we'll, we'll unpack more of these fights and get to them as the weeks go. I, I want to focus on Louisiana, but I want to spotlight mm -hmm. Crystal Pittman because... 
Uh, I've never rugged seen, beauty. Yeah, I've never seen Courtney fight. I've seen Crystal fight. Uh, I've seen Crystal's passion. Win, lose, draw. Crystal is a passionate fighter, yeah, a passionate person. She loves it. I mean, she gets her face busted up. She gets beat up. And Ain't then no quitting her. It doesn't matter though. Afterwards, mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you feel? She's like, great. She's amazing. It's a warrior, man. It was the same as always uh, enjoyable. Sharice Sagala was the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, her face was swollen a little bit. I saw she's like, oh, I feel great. I mean, it was good. They, they enjoy fighting so much and have so much passion for it. And you see that on Crystal. I think that speaks volumes because she keeps coming back to fight bare knuckle. Not everyone does that. So I want to spotlight her against the debuter. We'll see how that goes for Crystal. I'm looking forward to that. That's a prelim fight. That's what I was going to wow. say. Wow. That's a that's a prelim. And some of these people, not Crystal, that's not what I'm saying this, but I've heard fighters be like, oh, you know, I'm fighting on the prelims. And look, here's the thing. If you're fighting on the prelims, that's a gift because more people see you. It's free to the entire world. They could happen upon you. Yeah, So that's yeah. a great place to be because now it's up to you to kind of brand yourself and expose yourself. Well, not like Ty Emery did, but expose yourself <laughs> to the people like and, and show there. them. I, I, yeah, that kind of came to me. Uh, expose yourself to the people, whether it's a cool walkout, mm-hmm. whether it's, a, it's a, a great knockout, a great fight, whatever it is, have people remember you because your job is not only to fight, but this is to sell people to mm-hmm. buy the app. And that's a very important place that the company places you in to help us sell that app and get people not over there. Not even that, man. Do, go out there and if you do your job, right, and you put on a... You know, I, I think Dave says it best. Just put on a put on a good fight. Yeah. Right. Show heart. Just be the best person that you can be, and then that's it. And you'll win over the fans, and the prelims. You know, I can speak to the channel. You know, just from what I saw, it gets hundreds and hundreds of thousands and millions of views. And I know a lot of the fighters have kind of piggybacked off that as well, and their social media channels have just going up exponentially as we well. Time so and time again, if every you're show. looking, you know, if you're looking for growth, man, whether it's on the main card or the prelims, you're, you'll be fine. Just bring out the best version of yourself and everything else will settle. I agree a thousand percent with that, Rob. That's so true. And we'll see where it goes from there. But again, that's a great opportunity for her and we're excited to see her back again. Uh, so much other stuff coming up. We're going to get to all that. But first, in front of us right now, BKFC 30 in Monroe, Hometown boy, I say it again, challenging for the title, bkfc.com, mm-hmm. October 1st, that's coming up. Uh, you can get in on that. And I do believe, before we get out of here, Evan, uh, I would speak to you about this. You would know best. Uh, when the most recent tryouts, from it was Jackson, right? Jacksonville, excuse me? Yeah. Did they just go up on the app recently? No, Colorado went It up. was Colorado. The There's other, so yeah, many of them now. Okay. Jacksonville's yeah. uh, getting edited right Okay, now. Colorado's up. So were you editing the Colorado stuff? Did you shoot no, that? that was one of the... Uh... One of my minions. Oh, I'm sure they'll love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so just as a disclaimer, everybody everybody out there in uh, BKFC app world and BKFC world in general, all content goes to the BKFC app. Yeah. Only a fraction of content goes on Facebook, Instagram, social media channels in general. If you want all the behind the scenes access, all the exclusive content, all the fun fights, and me and Brian talking oh, for over an hour a week. Don't do that. Oh my days. <laughs> what a package don't for only $4.99 no. oh, a month. Shit. Oh, what a They're shill. canceling. I can hear them. I can't hear the cancellations <laughs> coming in. Uh, no, seriously. Crazy Larry and I got crazy sales. <laughs> Murray's wigs. Yeah. Bye for Murray. <laughs> Buy your wigs from Murray. Hey, listen, they guys. They never come off. Yeah, they never come off. Listen, thank you. Thank you for the fans that you are. Thank you for the people that you are. Thank you for tuning in. We're excited to bring you great fights. We've got a lot of them coming up. BKFC.com. Grab that app. And until next week, Rob, we say cheers. Knuckle up. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs>
When I touch him, he will see that I'm the champ for a reason. It's not a mistake. Quentin, the hero, Henry! I want Lorenzo Hunt, whether it's for a title or not. I'm tired of him running his mouth. Down goes Joe Riggs. No controversy there. It's just a matter of time before he catches a little Alpha and Omega. I'm taking this picture.